0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Bertan Dania. In this week's episode, I sit down with Ewan Cortet. Ewan is a therapist based in the UK. Uh, In this episode, Ewan shares his own journey of dealing with addiction, finding a men's group, and going on a journey of healing through breathwork. Ewan and I discuss the value of attending men's groups and how that can enable transformation and growth. Ewan also shares his own experience of working with men and some of the tools he uses with his clients. I really hope you can get a lot out of this episode, and if at the end, leave a five-star review, I would truly appreciate it. All right, Ewan, thanks for joining the Easy Conversations podcast. I appreciate you taking the time and super grateful for uh, giving me the opportunity to have this conversation today. Um, You know, we've been kind of talking a little bit offline here and there, so it's been great to connect with you. But uh, before we get started, I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and maybe touch on uh, a little bit of the work you're doing in, in the space of working with men.
1: Sure thing, man. Yeah. Well, thank you
0: for inviting
1: me, can. Um, yeah. Pleasure to be here talking to you. Um, yeah. So I'm a therapist um, and I work um, I work with men and women, though I'm moving across to working more predominantly with men. Uh, predominantly work with uh, various presentations of trauma, um, specifically addiction. And, and mm-hmm. the reason that I tend to attract uh, clients who are looking to recover Or start their recovery from addiction or um, grow more within their recovery uh, is because that's been my own journey and Mm -hmm. uh, you know specifically realizing that working with men moving forward is a growing passion although i don't i don't completely work solely with men yet at this stage Mm -hmm. but having recently started a men's group um, i'm learning more about what it is to uh, lead men emotionally lead men um, back into their bodies um, mm-hmm. and really it's been my own journey so I feel I feel inspired and motivated to, to pass that on
0: yeah no that's amazing so I mean do you mind touching on that a little bit like what was your journey like in terms of you know getting in touch with your body and then how are mm-hmm. you helping other men do that as well
1: okay yeah so um, about about a year and a half to two years ago I started to dip my toe in and out of uh, American um, men's groups. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, this is interesting. I've been in 12 step recovery for over 10 years, Mm -hmm. uh, abstinent from drugs and alcohol, and having felt that I'd got a certain level in let's say my spiritual growth, but realizing that emotionally, there was a lot more that I wasn't yet conscious to. Yeah, I wasn't, processing um, and what well, feeling and, re- and, you know, and releasing. And the, men, the men's group that I attended, something quite profound happened for me where I felt so held by these other men that just in witnessing them, parts of me that were laying more dormant um, consciously started to come forward. And I found myself breaking down.
0: Mm.
1: like emotionally breaking down. And that was so powerful for me. So powerful. And um, this was all at the time of of, uh, I think lockdown had just started or, you know, COVID was present and then lockdown was about to start. I got rushed to hospital. They found a tumour in my stomach. It's a long story but a long story short that there, there was no cancer but i had to wait six months for this tumor to be removed mm-hmm. um i had to move my work on my therapy work online and uh, i went into fight and flight i went into a massive state of flight and flight a uh, fight and flight and i didn't really realize how much that was taking place at the time um but uh, but with reflection i was incredibly scared mm-hmm. and i wasn't fully processing that emotion and being in the men's groups, um, enabled me to gradually uh, acknowledge that. And then I had the operation and that just opened my whole body up to deeper layers of trauma that I had. I mean, the the operation in itself was traumatic. Yeah. um, But it really opened me up to my developmental trauma and PTSD. And I will, you know, I'd never, I'd never really used the term PTSD, but now I, and I would say that it's complex, very Mm -hmm. complex PTSD. So I began to, I took on a coach, uh, Mike Sagoon, who's incredible, who uh, empowered and led me to lead myself back into my body. I began to become interested in uh, breath work and more. I'd always been interested, well, for some time i have been interested in somatics, somatic experiencing, and I've always been interested in mindfulness and meditation since coming into recovery. Yeah. But it was now, um, particularly in the work I did with Mike, that I started to learn to drop into my body, to connect with the sensations in my body, to listen, um, and allow, allow trapped energy to continue to... To move and Mm -hmm. to shake to scream to do a lot of which i now understand is embodiment work you know work that um just kind of happened for me
0: yeah
1: yeah (laughs) i hadn't seen it you know it's quite in the last year or so the the shift has been quite profound for me so um so yeah coming home to the body really i mean like to sum it all up coming home to my body which is me
0: right yeah yeah
1: we are our body and it's like you know i i didn't realize how much you know i lived in my head i knew i knew i lived in my head but to what extent you know has really become prevalent in in the last year or so <laughs> yeah
0: yeah no thanks for sharing that and i think before we even started this we talked about listening to our bodies and how important it is uh I mean you don't really appreciate how much trauma is stored in the body itself and we continue to get these messages and seldom do we listen and and do something about it and and until you don't start listening to your body you don't notice a change you just you know you you keep putting this vehicle through so much Mm. uh and seldom listen to it so i'm glad you've been able to come to that uh and go through that journey and now you're obviously sharing it with other men and and what are yeah. some of the things you're teaching them uh the, the men that you yeah. work with
1: yeah thanks and i'll answer that question i just want to touch on the fact that you know i've been practice i've been a qualified therapist for a few years when i when i came into this situation and it's like you know i i thought i knew so much from, mm-hmm. from i mean i'd only been qualified and practicing for a few years but I thought I knew so much and, and this really flipped everything on its head. And it was like, okay, right. So trauma healing. And I, and I, and I knew I was healing, but I didn't know to the depths. Trauma healing is a bottom, bottom up approach. Mm -hmm. It requires a bottom up approach. So that kind of leads into, to your question, which is teaching men to drop into their bodies, to be present with whatever sensations exist to invite a conversation with those parts and thinking thinking of sensations in the body as parts of self Mm. right and this is a kind of way that that i kind of relate it to so um what's my what's my my gut my gut is is tense right now okay just being curious about that sensation being with that sensation if that sensation could speak what might it say allowing uh, allowing um, the energy to do whatever it wants to do Mm -hmm. Um, and usually that creates large shifts um, where emotion will come forward sadness or uh, fear or guilt or whatever it may be grief um, which for me has been the the hugest uh, of emotions that i've very much been processing going back a year for a good few good few months yeah um so really teaching men to be to be present to relax to slow down to become more um receptive and open to what's happening in their body so that they can connect with their body Mm -hmm. and resultingly be more relaxed um open and connected um with those around them and i'm just i'm just sort of recalling earlier today i was looking at some um everyman stuff yeah i was like recently that was one of the men's groups that i dipped in and out of but have recently joined yeah and they talk about the rock formula which is you know relaxed open and connected we, we have to relax we have to uh, learn to relax to calm down and then to become open to what's happening um, and when we do that we feel more connected to ourselves and therefore we can feel more connected to those around us Um, Mm -hmm. because we've been so conditioned and trained to live within our minds tense tense defended um and uh, closed right yeah um because that's the the model of manhood that that many of us were conditioned
0: in yeah right yeah yeah no that's That's great. Thanks for uh, elaborating on that. And I think for me personally, uh, I'm also, you know, training in psychology and uh, one of the areas I'm passionate about and the reason why I can relate with everything you're saying is childhood trauma and and how that manifests itself into our adult life and and how we carry that trauma around with us. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to be mindful of it and do the work to, to be able to heal. As you mentioned, you know, the healing is so important and you've been on this healing journey for, for about a year or so. Um, What are some of the challenges you foresee, uh, you see when, when you're working with men in terms of carrying that trauma around, whether it's from childhood or something that may have happened recently?
1: So, I mean, using myself as an example, you know, having been in recovery from addiction for over 10 years and, um, for the first eight plus years of, of those, um, being in talking therapy, sitting in groups, practicing mindfulness and meditation, all of these things. And then, and then crossing over through, through the result of, 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 present trauma from fear of, fear of death, mm-hmm. um, uh, operation, energetic, you know, opening the whole body up to, to feel, what I what I what I realised is how incredibly resourceful the um, mind is at at, at um, uh, survival, right? Mm-hmm. At blocking blocking everything out to survive. Um, and with that, in answer to your question, is helping men to understand patterns that have existed that have been built up that prevent them from connecting with their body and prevent them from living within their authenticity and joining i think there has to be a cognitive element um initially with Mm -hmm. a lot of men because opening up fully so like with myself again right there was years of leading up to the point where i was i was able to snap pretty much i would say i pretty much had a breakdown in order to break through Mm-hmm. Right, um, but I had a lot of therapy for many years and, and have sat in uh safe spaces for many years, so I was already at an advantage. If someone is coming in to the work and they haven't yet um learned to feel safe or or don't know what that feels like, it might take a bit longer I and mean, take a, a a gentler approach, we might need to do. Quite a bit of talking and ex- exploration to build some trust, mm-hmm. or you know, saying, Right, we're going to go straight into the body. And I suppose what I'm really saying there is like, for me, it's about understanding the individual that steps forward and asks for help, getting, getting a, a view of their journey to the point that they are cognitively aware. Mm-hmm. Um, using my experience to be able to see what their body is saying to me. Yeah. The degree of fidgeting, the degree of eye contact, you know, so on and so forth, all the visual cues that I'm getting to be able to go, okay, it looks like, and it feels like this person has a deep um, amount. Okay, well, we need to maybe take it steady here,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right?
1: I think also what I've learned in in the breath work that I've been doing in the last year is how breath work um, that we need the right type of breath work for the, for the individual, because some breath work can be re-traumatizing and open up PTSD in the body. And if we haven't already got a solid foundation in, um, in knowing how to feel safe and communicate with ourselves, then that can be really, really stressful. Um, so I suppose my answer to that question is really taking each individual, um as they come and then tailoring mm-hmm. having a process right we need to connect with the body we need to relax we need to get more present um with what's going on in our body so we can listen to the wisdom of the body but also um that might require with some people more of a an exploration of of some some past mm-hmm. stories and I kind of, yes. this is what I'm moving to. I'm, I'm still in the process of kind of designing what, because I'm a therapist, but I want to I wanna deliver um, three-month packages to men. Because mm-hmm. I do believe the coaching approach with men can be highly effective. Mm-hmm. I've experienced that for myself. Yeah. I'm tailoring an approach that provides uh, therapeutic support alongside a structured coaching approach. Um, process i'm still in the process yeah i'm still in the means of figuring that out
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no thanks for sharing and i I guess one (laughs) of the things you really touched on that was uh i think i want to explore a bit further is 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 the concept of breathing right so you constantly hear uh people say okay breath work is really important for you and uh Mm. you know it has a lot of value but you also mentioned that there's it's it doesn't really work for everyone because it may open up that PTSD or trauma that they're mm-hmm. storing. Um, can you expand on that a little bit? Like yeah. How does okay. breathing...
1: Yeah. So I think from thinking from from a um, nervous system perspective, you know, um, from our sympathetic nervous system, our fight and flight system, and mm-hmm. our parasympathetic rest and restore, I think what I, what I realized from my uh, experience is that um because of the level of trauma i needed to start off with a lot of rest and restore calm breathing mm-hmm. to learn to drop into my body and that's what i received but then i also received alongside that um sympathetic breathing which triggers fight and flight but a holotropic breathing in particular which mm-hmm. opened up my subconscious which enabled the trauma to move to, to be released Mm-hmm. Um, for me to let let go of my thinking mind, the egoic mind, and just um, shake and release, um, which was great. And if you haven't got a huge amount of trauma or PTSD in your system, fine. But what I realized is I have. Mm-hmm. And that became really intense, really intense, um, you know, to the point where I'm having a lot of morning depression, a lot of. Um, And the way I understand that now is that the parts of the the unconscious parts of myself from infancy that felt incredibly traumatized and uh, unsafe Mm -hmm. came into the driving seat and were um, coming so far forward in me that they were blocking out my adult self. And at times I would feel kind of um, lost, very much lost, depressed um, and deeply sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was part of the healing process so it's like it's not it's not uh <laughs> it's not a it's not a negative thing um i have the foresight to understand how that i need more support and i and because of the work i do i understood what was happening yeah and i was able to guide myself through it a lot with that support i suppose what i'm saying is you know if you go straight into a very um powerful breath work that stimulates the fight and flight it has the potential to open up your whole body Mm -hmm. to to your ptsd and that and then you're you're potentially going to feel very unsafe in that because it's going to come flooding forward and if you haven't if you haven't yet got the tools to know how to relate to yourself within that and continue to ask for support etc then that can be really, could potentially be really quite dangerous, actually, mm-hmm. I think, for the individual. And I don't think what I'm learning is that I, that breathwork is huge out there, I, yeah. I, from my perception. And it has the potential to completely transform the human race. But I think we really need to be educating um, all of the, uh, you know, educating for everybody's different mental state who might mm-hmm. be entering into that practice
0: yeah yeah um, if that makes sense yeah no and i think it's a very important distinction and i'm glad you kind of broke it down in that sense because you know we most people kind of just hear about breath work and and you almost consider it oh that's you know you hear about the the value of it the benefits and and you don't really factor in that for everyone there needs to be a tailored approach and like you said you know if you don't have all the tools you can be putting yourselves, uh, put yourself more at risk rather than the benefit piece. So understanding all of it is really important. Um, um, and another theme, you know, like in the in, as part of this podcast, what I've started discovering is all the people that are doing this type of work, like yourself, uh, you know, of, of service, it ultimately starts from your own journey of adversity and uh you know you've obviously had your own share um do you mind talking about you know getting to that point where you were like okay I need to make a change but after going through your own journey wanting to give back and help others as well and serve
1: yeah yeah so I um I walked through the doors of Alcoholics Anonymous when I was three months from my 30th birthday I'm 40 now and um, I'd really, you know, I lost myself in addiction from a very young age, you know, from like 12, 13, I started smoking cannabis and drinking. Mm-hmm. And my life, throughout my teens, my life was purely about getting out of my head, getting out of myself, you know, uh, under the illusion that it made me, uh, you know, drinking and using made me funnier, more likable. You know, I, I, I felt disconnected. Um, from myself mm-hmm. when i took drink and uh, drugs i felt connected to myself some form of yeah. what i thought was myself right um and others so my life became about that and i squandered my potential i fell into a job i, I mean i did stuff i traveled but i was always under the influence and um you know it, it really brought me to my knees to the point where i was gonna lose my job and girlfriend at the time and um no one really wanted to have anything to do with me because Mm -hmm. i was volatile yeah one one minute i was your best friend next minute i want to rip your head off um so i was very lost i was very alone and you know for the last few years my of of my drinking i was very isolated i just shut myself off from the whole world Mm -hmm. and coming into recovery you know 12 step fellowship completely transformed my life you know gave me a safe space to be able to feel seen it gave me a structured program to live by taught me how to take responsibility how to live a spiritual life of uh, love and connection Mm -hmm. Um, really showed began to show me who I really who I really am who I really always had been Um, and then I was you know I I I was continued to climb in the job that I was in which was large format graphics Um, and I became a manager and I was more stressed out and I was more unhappy and i'm like what is this, is this what life is about is this what recovery is about yeah and uh you know i started to ask myself some fundamental questions which i would never asked myself um mm-hmm. like what am i most good at what are my uh, main quality my best qualities and um skills and really realized that people was what i love and mm-hmm. what i'm good at and the environment and this sort of stuff and wrote a list of potential careers down and counseling was what I, uh, I liked the idea of the most and went and did an evening class and you could say the rest was history. I spent <laughs> the next four years training and working at the same time. Um, I worked part-time for the Red British Red Cross and um, re- uh, recovery rehab. Uh, whilst i was getting my qualifications and then started my private practice and i've done a lot of work with youth agencies and stuff like that as well along the way and um yeah so it was this passion to for whatever bit of a cliche to give back right Mm -hmm. and and i think what i've realized in the last it's it's funny because i started my private practice uh what three years three years ago yeah three years ago and um you know, not really actually wanting to move away from addiction. Like, yeah. you know, everything in my world's about addiction. Like, I don't, I don't want to work with addiction. You yeah. Know? I don't, you know, like it's almost running away from the thing that the universe of or God, or whatever you want to call it, was saying. This is what you're here to do. This is, yeah. you know, um, and and just always being met with clients with addiction, yeah. serious addiction issues, and PT and trauma presentations of disassociation um ptsd and you know all varying presentations mm-hmm. that. Uh, so what i kind of realized and this is in the last six months or so as well because i created this concept of young men evolution wanting to help young men yeah um and i'm still passionate about that but i'm kind of parking it because it's like i can't run away from purpose like I'm, i wanted i might want to do this and i want to do that and it's yeah like, oh, yeah but th- like my and kind of leans into what you're really asking me is that you know the thing that i'm most well equipped to serve in is my story
0: right yeah
1: it's like the the jewel in the crown that i have to help others learn to heal themselves is my story um and that's powerful so it's about time i started owning that and that's yeah. really you know um really what's happening at the moment for me is understanding yeah i've had a lot of of trauma in my in my childhood in my, my birthing trauma um you know a lot of disassociation well throughout my whole childhood disassociation um, um beginning to own that learn it heal it um and therefore pass my learnings and my healing onto others through therapy and coaching and, and just by and also just by sharing my story right yeah i think that's you know where we met on instagram that's the beauty of instagram is that the power of an individual sharing their story um can be transformative for for others and we all we all rise in that healing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: together you know
0: yeah Um, yeah yeah no thanks for sharing that and i think it's you know like you said there is the power in sharing your story i think what it allows I look at it in, in different aspects, but what it allows is it makes us all human because we're all mm. flawed. Uh, but it also removes that shame and judgment for, for other people. When someone like yourself is able to come forward and say, hey, these are all the mistakes I made or these are all the uh, things I've had to go through to be able to learn and share with others, right? Yes. And And it's being able to distinguish that None of us are experts, even if we have a story, even if we have a journey we've been through. We're still not experts. We're still figuring it out. But how yeah. can we help others come along on this journey of transformation and growth? And that's, I think, the beauty of it all. Right.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And that's an interesting topic. that you, you know, that is. The, yeah, definitely. The beauty of it that we are all one in, in that healing that that by sharing our story we can break down the walls of shame especially as men you, mm-hmm. know, I think, you know which is which is something that i'm passionate about from regards to helping young men and we'll open the door to more the thing that i just got uh, moving forward but the thing i got from what you just said there um is really how as a practitioner um for me, it's been like, it's been tricky and like, well, cause like in the therapy, in a therapy relationship, I really wouldn't disclose much of myself. At mm-hmm. all. Um, and then on the, ins- in the Instagram world, it's like, okay, I'm bringing to bring myself forward. And like, where's the line in that? What is healthy? What is the right amount to engage from that perspective? And then understanding from a coaching perspective that it's just normal to bring your whole life out onto the to the stage so to (laughs) speak right and I'm like okay well I love the idea of of this kind of coaching uh, openness Mm -hmm. Um, I love therapy so it's like well this is where I'm at in this this kind of transition of like do I you know do I want to take more of a coaching approach combining my my knowledge and practice from therapy Um, so this has been an interest this is an interesting uh, kind of phase and juncture that i'm in at the moment of 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 what is therapy what is coaching where are the lines because because coaching is healing right yeah right um therapy can be coaching there you know i think we're all on the same mission to help each other heal like you said yeah so a lot of it's a bit semantics i think but um i suppose i what i'm saying for myself is that i don't want to come across as the um as though i'm hiding behind my profession Mm -hmm, mm do you know what i mean
0: yeah absolutely yeah yeah Yeah, and and that's kind of something i uh kind of dabbled with too and uh like during covid i became a a coach uh, got my certification and then started studying uh in psychology to become a therapist and it's trying to like you said find that right balance and for me i think you could do both uh the way I've tried to present it is like through the therapy I want to help uh clients or people I'm working with to understand the past and then mm-hmm. using coaching is to build the future right like set goals yeah. for yourself uh, yeah. how do you once you have understand the past what are you going to do now in the present to, to set yourself up for a better future or, yeah. or improve on that so that's how I look at it
1: yeah, that's beautiful, and I, I and I love that. I, I, how simplistic it, it it need it need only be that simplistic, really. Yeah. Isn't it? So it's like, um, you really spoken to what it is I'm trying to bring forward, and just you know just the way you put that actually helps me because it really is that straightforward, isn't it? And I yeah. don't see any reason why we can't deliver a service that combines that. It's just what label you put on it. Yeah. Really, isn't it? And being realistic with with clients about what the work is. You know, and that's something that, that I think is so, so important. And that's something that maybe can get blurred um, in the in the in the healing and helping world. Uh, um, and what I take very seriously is about well, if I'm going to deliver something, then I need to I need to have done my, my best to understand the potential implications of that for this for the person I'm trying to help. Yeah. You know, um, because it could potentially, um, you know, we'd last thing we want to do is re traumatize, you know? I and mean, I think there has to be an element of, of that to heal, but it's that the individual feels safe and able to contain themselves within that. And I think that's so, like, like you said, you know, you have that therapy knowledge to back that up so that you know that you're holding that for them mm-hmm. um, and you feel, you feel confident in, in letting go of them so that they can. Um, w- alongside the coaching in that process, right? Yeah. So the two are moving as one, so to speak. Um, yeah. And what label can we stick on it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the beauty of it. And, um, and and the important thing, you know, what I wanted to touch on lastly, and I think you you mentioned it early in terms of what helped you with your journey. And, you know, there is a lot of, most of the guests I've been talking to, they've all been somewhat part of men's groups and, and the mm-hmm. importance of that. It's uh, what I wanna highlight for listeners is, and I think you touched on it too, is, is that sense of community you feel, the connection you feel, uh, the, the sacred space that is held when you're part of these groups, when you show up uh, and being vulnerable and how important that is uh, when you have that community of men you can trust and uh, it's it's really important for not only for your transformation but your growth uh but in your case it also helped with your healing um is that like you know do you want to share a little bit of what that journey was like in being part of the men's group
1: yeah i mean i i've got to be i've got to be completely honest when i share i mean i i I went to initially it was the unshakable man yeah and I, I kind of dipped my toe in and out. I didn't really become a solid, cohesive part. I kind of went in, opened up, came back, went back in. Yeah. Um, and then the same with Everyman. Kind of dipped my toe in, come back out, dipped my toe in. And, and it was only recently that I'd made the commitment to actually join Everyman. And actually, uh, cause I was, I was sitting on the fence, you see, of like, well, it's in, they're, they're a group that's, that's um, based in America how's that going to work with timings and everything and not there they're not really being that many places that speak to me in the Mm -hmm. UK. So anyway, long story short, I've made that commitment. So I'm part of that. And also dip my toe, dip my toe into a couple of other ones that haven't fully committed there either. So commitment, you know, that's what, you know, as I say it to myself, I say it to to the listener, you know, just making that commitment, every week to show up is huge uh the men's group that i'm starting to build which is hopefully going to become a home group so it really feels like there's you know these eight guys we show up for each other every week um gradually as time moves on i I begin to take a, a step back and everyone takes a place of leadership um is already like just by me leading that is already providing me with a consistency, but, but that's really been me as a facilitator. And, uh, one of my, one of my issues throughout life is not, is not, um, taking all of the support and having the commitment to what I need Mm -hmm. so that I can show up powerfully for others, you know? Um, so like having someone hold space for me, uh, once a week is is a commitment that I make to myself now because I need I need people to hold hold space for me. I'm spending all my life holding space for others. Okay?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so yeah. I mean, initially it's going to feel uncomfortable. Um, it did for me showing up in a, in a group of men in that vulnerability, but very quickly it it, it, it levels out and you're like, oh all right, okay. I can, yeah. I can acknowledge things that, that I've never acknowledged before. I can gradually feel safe to, uh, to express my truth. And yeah, it's, uh, if there's one thing I would recommend to, to any man above all things, it would be to join a men's group.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important. Like you said, initially, it's really hard to, to be that vulnerable, but I, I think that just comes with who we are as men. Uh, we, we, always have our guard up. I think it's really important to (laughs) build that trust, uh, and feel that safety. And, uh, and the reason why I'm touching on that is I'm, you know, in the process of starting my own group here locally, because we don't really have something similar. And I think it's really important because, you know, every, every man I talk to, who's kind of in their own journey of struggle, but also trying to figure out, you know, how to define their purpose or uh, understand themselves better. And I think when you're in that circle, uh, you're able to explore that together. And, and like I said, once you have that community, you can transform and grow uh, together as well. So so that's why I, I'm really passionate about it, too, uh, and, and interested in, in hearing, you know, a little bit about your journey. So I'm glad you shared that. I really appreciate it
1: welcome man yeah and good luck good luck with setting that up it's, it's beautiful isn't it Yeah. they just thinking you're like what carl rogers says like we you know we can only take someone else as far as we've taken ourselves and yeah. you know that this the, the unfolding journey never never ends and what a beautiful thing that is to be able to show up powerfully in what we've learned um and parts of ourselves that we've healed that the next man hasn't yet got to I and mean, we just pass that on freely and, you know, healing, um, someone posed a question of, of like, you know, healing, costing money, healing should be free and, and yeah, like healing should be God given, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like we, if we're showing up as a therapist or a coach or whatever, and we're giving our time, then there needs to be a financial transaction in that. And I've got I'm kind of, kind of going off piece there. Yeah. You no, know, it's an energy exchange really, isn't it? You know, like yes. money, money for healing, money for healing. And, um, so with the men's group stuff, I, I'm trying to um, i feel myself going off on a tangent here, but you know, trying to, trying to understand how to navigate those kind of things, because yeah. I just want to give it, I just want to, I just want people to get to where they need to be, like you say, to be able to define their purpose, to be able to feel present in their, in their body with themselves so that they can show up powerfully in their relationships, you know, heal the next generation, yeah. give, you know, provide strong family structures. For the next generation so that we can break these transgenerational um, patterns of trauma. Yeah. And and yeah, so I'm excited for the future. I really am. You know, I think there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be some madness and chaos, right? I mean yeah. we're already in it. But of course. <laughs> you know, we let, yeah, people like ourselves need to edge on, we edge on that on the on the on the side of hope, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, Evan, I just want to thank you again for coming on here and, and having this conversation, sharing your own story of, you know, where it started and, and your journey and and the work you're doing. Uh, it's amazing. So uh, I, I love everything you post on Instagram. It shows, you know, it, it's, you know, I look at it, I'm like, I don't know if I can post that. I, this guy is really vulnerable. But it does help because it helps others feel, uh, you know, being able to open up as well. So thank you for doing all that. And I guess for listeners yeah. that want to get a hold of you or find you, whether it's online or social media, what are some of the yeah. ways they can find you?
1: Oh, okay, yeah, just um, jump on my Instagram at Ewan underscore Corlette, um, easiest way, reach out for it on, on the DMs there, or there'll be a link on there, which will take you to my website. And you, if you're interested in how I provide um counseling therapy coaching um get in touch and if you want to join uh, the men's group I, yeah. i've still got a few I've, so i've only been going for like a month or so with it and i've still got a few spaces left so if you're listening to this and you're interested um pop me a message um and we i can get you the agreements so we can have a conversation see if it might be the right fit for you
0: sure yeah when i uh, post this episode i'll definitely include that in the notes of how to find all of that so that would be great um again thank you this was a i really enjoyed this conversation time just flew by so (laughs) yeah thanks again for doing this i'm really grateful you're welcome pleasure man well that's the end of the episode thank you again for tuning in as always please leave a five-star review and until next week